Welcome to the Herbs with Rosalie podcast, a show exploring how herbs heal as medicine, as food, and through nature connection. I'm your host, Rosalie de la Forêt. I'm an herbalist teacher and the best-selling author of the books Alchemy of Herbs and Wild Remedies. I created this podcast to share trusted herbal wisdom so that you can get the best results when relying on herbs for your health. I love offering up practical knowledge to help you dive deeper into the world of medicinal plants and seasonal living. My goal is that you'll walk away from each episode feeling inspired to start working with herbs in your everyday life. Each episode of the podcast is available on my Herbs with Rosalie YouTube channel, as well as your favorite podcast app. Transcripts and recipes for each episode can be found at herbswithrosaliepodcast.com. To get the latest news as well as fun bonuses, be sure to sign up for my weekly herbal newsletter. Okay, grab your cup of tea. Let's dive in. I'm so thrilled to bring you this conversation with Angela. We've actually been working on getting together for months now, so it's a pleasure that this moment has finally arrived. For those of you who don't know Angela, Angela Rahim is an herbalist, permaculturist, and the author of the children's herbal adventure series called Sam, the Junior Herbalist. She's the mother of seven and resides in Ohio. Well, hello and welcome to the show, Angela. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so happy to be here. Oh, it's such a pleasure to have you. Well, the first thing I want to do is just jump in and hear how you found yourself along this herbal path. Oh my gosh. So it started quite some years ago. I met my late husband and my late husband, his mother was into herbalism and he said that he wanted his children to know about herbs and things like that as well. So we have six boys. Before he passed, we had six boys and I started learning about herbalism and I was like, okay, well, if I'm going to do this, I need to take some classes. And so I reached out to the community and said, I wanted to take classes and with the support of the community, they paid for my herbal training. And Mm. from there is just went, went up from there. Hmm. You were hooked then you're like kind of dipped your toes in and then it was full, full on in. Oh yeah. So when I finished, I was like, this information is so good that I was like, I have to go back and take another class. And so I went back to the community, said, Hey, I enjoyed it. I really want to do it again. And the community came and they supported me and paid for another class. And then I went and did the uh, master herbalist classes and it was great. Mm. And I'm just like assuming that it became pretty natural thing to just immediately start working with the herbs and all your children. Oh yeah. I mean, so I went, so after I finished the classes, I, of course I knew like what dandelion was and its benefits, but then to really take the classes and then go outside and see these plants, I looked at them totally different. It was just like, Oh, what plant is this? I need to learn more about it. And then, of course, I had my children and I introduced them to the plants as well. So I have a son and he's 13 right now. But when I started some time ago, he was a lot younger and he would always get bit by mosquitoes. Hmm. And one of the first plants I introduced him to was plantain. And it just he became fascinated with it. And then he started working with it. And my children just basically naturally started really learning about it and picking up the plants and asking the names of them. And they helped me a lot in my herbal studies as well. No, I love that. I have thought about that a lot of, 
you know, those those of us like are learning now as adults and how many children, because there's been this, you know, much heightened interest in herbs and herbalism and how many children are just growing up with that is just a totally natural way of life. Like they're, you know, like the question of like, how did you get started on this plant path? They'll just be like, what plant path? Like, that's just how I live. <laughs> this has been my way of life. <laughs> exactly. And that's, you know, and that's, I didn't have that growing up. And I definitely wanted my children to have it as well. So my son, I know everybody who's watching this is pretty familiar with fruit bees products. And my son, he went to the store and he looked at the, the ointment and he said, and he calls me Umi, which means my mother. So he says, Umi, we can make this, we make this, so you can do that. And I love that because that's the whole thing about herbalism is, and you know, it says that it's the people's medicine and it really is the people's medicine. And so for him to even look at it and say, hey, we can actually do that too, was something that I definitely wanted him and my children to realize and others that mm -hmm. we can do it too. Mm -hmm. Oh, I love that so much. And so today we're going to talk about cleavers, which is such a fun plant on so many levels. <laughs> and why were you, why, why did cleavers come up for you as the plant that you wanted to talk about today? Cleavers is fun. It's something that you can easily recognize. There's no doubt about cleavers when you see it. It's clingy cleavers is what I call it. And it was something that, you know, I used to make little bracelets with cleavers just putting around and my children would play with it. My daughter would make play with cleavers. And so I'm just like, it's an easy one. It's easy, easily recognizable. And so I like people to get to know the plants that are around them and that, you know, for a lot of people, they might be kind of intimidated about, you know, going out there, looking at plants and, and foraging for them and not really comfortable. So I picked a plant that I felt is pretty recognizable and there's no doubt about it. Yeah. So for somebody who I'm sure a lot of people will know cleavers who are um, watching or listening to this, but for someone who's not familiar with cleavers, what are some identifying characteristics of this clingy oh, plant? <laughs> that You just said it. Clingy is a perfect one. It has a very, I'm going to say Velcro-ish like texture to it. And it also it sticks to you and then it has the the leaves that go into in a whirl so it's it's pretty easily mm -hmm. recognizable so i think those are like the defining traits i feel like a lot of kids play with cleavers even if they don't grow up in herbalist families just because they're fun to like stick on somebody's clothing like if they're not knowing or something like that like it's just a, a fun plant to know because it is clean <laughs> yeah, I love how you it's love it. You're like, yeah. yeah. I, I have six boys, so cleavers has been on somebody's back at some particular point where they didn't know it, and I would just pull yeah. it off. Yeah. <laughs> and with cleavers, so cleavers is fun to play with, fun as a bracelet, fun to stick on somebody's back. What are some of the medicinal ways that you work with cleavers? So cleavers is really good for skin-related issues. So like I said, I have a son and he always end up with a rash or some kind of skin related issue ever since he was a baby. So using something like cleavers is cooling, it's good for skin related issues. And so outside of that, it's also good for the lymphatic system as well. Mm -hmm. It's an herb that I go to, especially if I want to do something like a, I don't know, sometimes people do like spring cleaning. So I say, what about the internal spring cleaning? 
So cleavers is one of those herbs that I would use in like just a gentle formula for my lymphatic system. So that's mm -hmm. how I like to use cleavers. And when you're working with it for those different ways, like how do you like to use it as a gentle internal cleanser? Like, do you like it as a tincture, as a tea? I like cleavers as a tea. I do like also putting it in my food as well. So sometimes I will make pestos or something of some sort using different herbs and cleavers would be one of those particular herbs as well. Or if I just put it in my smoothie, stuff like that. Oh, thanks. And then what about when working with it for a small child, like with skin stuff, how, is it a tea as well? So no, I actually use cleavers as an, an ointment. So I mm. use it with an oil and then I make it into an ointment and then I would apply it for like, even if it's just like my son has a, a rash or something like that, he would carry it as an ointment and use it himself and apply it himself when he need to. Oh, that's nice. And you, do you often use it as a simple as an ointment or combine it with other things? So I do like combining it with chickweed because chickweed is another good, gentle skin herb. It's And it's, that's one I've used on my sons, like if they had like a rash or something like that, I use chickweed as well. So I would combine those two for an ointment. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love that that combination, chickweed and cleavers. That's a lovely combination. And interesting, those two tend to kind of grow near each other and grow at the same time. Like here they grow in the spring and then they might pop up again in the fall when cooler, wetter, wetter weather comes along. So yeah, they're nice companion plants in, in more ways than one. Oh yeah, I love them. And they're, they're both gentle. So I feel pretty, I feel pretty confident in using both of those. I've gotten great results with both of those herbs even when i have friends who i've had friends with really sensitive skin and i would make them those ointments just as gifts just to give to them for for that particular thing and then they will say oh this is great on my skin it feels so good and it helped so much and so now i just make it and then i i give it to people who need it nice yeah that's lovely yeah, I was just reminding myself about cleavers in anticipation of our chat. And I was reminded I'd found this writing from the 1800s of a doctor who said that he applied cleavers poultice to somebody who had leg ulcers that wouldn't heal. And the writing is, you know, a little bit stodgy or whatever, because it's from a while ago. It's very formal, but I, it's basically was just like, and then the leg ulcer miraculously healed after it wasn't healing, you know, with this cleavers. And I love that about so many of our plants. They're gentle that you can rely on them. They're nourishing. And then they can really, you know, make a big impact too when necessary. Like you don't have to have harsh things with really hard side effects to have benefits right. as well. Right. And, the, and, and I love those kind of stories because that's what I tell my students. Like this is, it's herbalism that's been around for so long and tried and true that it's just one of the amazing things about about herbs is that they're so beneficial and right there. Mm -hmm. Right there, like cleavers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I love that you eat cleavers. I don't know that I've really had cleavers like in a meal, but you have a recipe for us. It's cleavers in an omelet. Yes. So you tell us a bit about that. Yes. Okay. So omelets can be pretty forgiving. You can go ahead and like with this recipe, everybody can tinker with it. You can add things, you can take things out. This was just basically a really simple omelet with cleavers and wild onions, eggs, some milk. And basically I just made it into an omelet and my, my kids love it. 
there you can add other herbs as well so it's a, a pretty i felt like it was a pretty easy recipe and people wanted to add some other things to it that they could sometimes i want to add other things with my cleavers or sometimes i just want cleavers so mm -hmm. it's pretty flexible mm -hmm. I, I just couldn't imagine like you could probably have some of your kids go get the cleavers like okay it's cleavers omelet time go oh yeah <laughs> like of course because now I, when and, and that's one of the fun things about making the omelets or making the, the recipes with the children is because they have a hands-on opportunity they go out they love to go out and go get it and then they love to be a part of making it and mm -hmm. then they'll actually really enjoy eating it because it had such a big part in all the whole process. It's not like, well, you know, I'm just forcing you to eat this <laughs> and you just like, I, I don't want it. But kids who actually take part in it have an easier time actually, you know, eating it and things like that because they played a part in it. Yeah, absolutely. This message is for the listeners. As you probably know by now, I love to share recipes when we talk about these plants. Recipes are a wonderful way for you to get involved and create your own experience with herbs. It's one thing to hear cool facts about cleavers, but an entirely other thing to form your own relationship with this plant through observing, tending, tasting, or just sticking cleavers on the back of somebody's shirt. <laughs> to help you get to know cleavers more deeply, Angela is sharing a cleavers omelet recipe. You can download your recipe card by visiting herbswithrosaliepodcast.com. There you'll also find the show notes, including direct links to Angela's offerings and a transcript of this interview. Well, I'm very excited to talk about your book series, Sam the Junior Herbalist. And that's how I think you came on my radar lots earlier this year, maybe this spring or something. And I just noticed it, thought it was so cool. I don't have kids. I ordered the book and I've since ordered several books and give them away as gifts. And so I'm excited to hear about the book series and the workbook and all that that came about from Sam the Junior Herbalist. Oh gosh. Okay. So I'm excited to talk about Sam too. It just was a conversation. I have an identical twin sister. She's one minute older and I just sent her a message on Facebook and I was like, yeah, I'm just thinking about this book and a child that's an herbalist from Baltimore because that's where I'm from. And she was listening and I think she stopped typing. And I was like, okay, guess maybe she wasn't paying me no attention. And then the next day she came out with the book cover for book one. And she said, what about this? And I love it because we have our twin, I don't know what we call it, but I didn't have to say to her, this is what I envisioned him to be. She did it. She came out with it. And I was like, that's perfect. And I was like, let's do this children's herbal adventure series about a little boy from Baltimore and get children interested in herbalism, learn some vocabulary words at the same time, and then also get them excited about going outdoors and looking at plants with their, with their person and getting a hands-on experience with it. And that Sam's based in the city. So just like me, I live in a city. You don't have to live on 10 acres of land or you don't have to be out in the country. There's herbs all around us. And if we take time to get to know them, you'll find that they have so much to offer us and for us to offer them in return. And so that's pretty much how Sam came about. I love that. So it was just like, you were kind of like, we're struck by this idea. And I just love that it was like, 
there wasn't any like back and forth about it. It was just like, okay, here's the cover. It was real <laughs> yes, yes, it was so easy. And she made Sam look like Sam embodies all six of my children. Like they all look like Sam. And so it was perfect. And she has so I have six sons, she has six girls. And one no boy. way. <laughs> she has one boy and I have one girl. Wow. So her son and my sons, they all look like Sam. And Aww. it's like it's our children relate to the book so much because they've all grown up or they are growing up with, you know, herbalism in their life. And so a lot of the stories when people say, Where did you get the idea for the Sam books? I'm like, Well, I have six sons and so these are plants that i've introduced them to and these are the methods of application that i've introduced them to um when they learn about those plants so it's basically like based off a true story yeah that's wonderful so you had the idea for the book the book came out first sam the junior herbalist and then then you like felt the need for the workbook it was kind of like all right people like this let's dive deeper yes i did and i i felt like you know we had a school in Oakland, California, buy the book for the whole elementary school. Cool. And we really, and children said, hey, I want to be an herbalist when I grow up. I wasn't expecting anything like that. I just wanted children to know that, you know, these plants exist and you can use them. But I didn't expect children to turn around and say, hey, I want to be an herbalist too, or I want to learn more about plants. And so the workbook is a companion workbook. And just like we have our Materia Medica as herbalists, I made a little one for children that they can read more about these plants and they can go outside and say, oh, Sam mentioned this plant in book one. He saw dandelion and red clovers and the, there's more information on there for children and little activities so they can color and have some fun at the same time as well. Wonderful. And we're, I think you mentioned we're coming up on a year anniversary for Sam, the junior herbalist. Yes, we are. It came out December of 2020. Yeah, 2020. <laughs> and it'll be one year uh, this December. And I'm excited about it. I, it's gone further than I really imagined. I just was like, okay, I'm going to come out with this book. And you know, share with other people. And then I see that it's in schools and in homeschool groups and people giving it away and discussions about the book. And I'm really humbled by it. It's it's overwhelming in, in a good way. And I'm, I'm really glad that I could just leave something that parents and adults, and I've had adults who say they don't have children who actually use the book as well. And I didn't imagine it. And I'm, I'm thankful. I'm curious how the process was because you had the idea, you got the cover, you got the story, then you created the book. Was there a big learning curve? Was it difficult to actually you know, get that into a physical printed form? No. So Sam is actually not my first book. I wrote a book uh, about 10 years ago and it was something just about homemaking and my experience with homeschooling and home in homemaking with the children. It was a really easy experience. I have to actually really think my husband because I, I, I remarried and then I have my sister and it really was a very smooth uh, smooth effort him and I wrote the books together mm -hmm. and we talked about the story he helped with editing it my twin sister she just focused on graphics mm -hmm. and it was a once we finished the book and then we actually got our copies in our hand we were like this is amazing 
it went from a hey Facebook message, I'm just thinking about this book, to an actual physical copy in our hands, and we were just we were excited. It was it was it was an amazing experience. Oh, that's what a special thing that it, like the fam your whole family played a part in it in such interesting ways from the kids to husband to sister. Yeah. And this is a series. So we have book one available and the workbook for book one and you have plans to keep going. Oh yeah. We have book two, the case of the icky itchies and another fun one. Cause my son fell in poison ivy one day and I was like, okay, well, you know what? You are basically laying the foundation for all, all the stories. <laughs> but yeah, we have that book and looking forward to book three and its companion workbooks to go with those as well. Oh, wonderful. What a gift. I'm so glad that these books are just getting out there. And like you said, that they're showing plants in an urban environment and inspiring kids, you know, who may not be living on 10 acres of land, like you said. So. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, that's, that's the thing. And I, I just wanted children and adults to see that there's so many beneficial plants. And the plants that I talk about is the same plants that I see in Baltimore. When I go to visit my family in Baltimore and I walk around the neighborhoods, I see, I see chicory, I see cleavers, I see chickweed, I see plantain. And I'm like, so many people walk past these plants on a daily basis and they really don't know what gems they have. Mm. And it's part of our purpose as herbalists to share that, hey, these plants are actually really beneficial. And if you take the time to get to know them, you'll unlock the secrets that they don't keep to themselves unless you're actually really interested in them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, my last question for you is one I've been asking everyone for season two, and that is what along your plant path has surprised you along the way? Oh my gosh. Okay. I was thinking about this question for so long. What has surprised me is that I come to a point where it's just that, wow, I didn't realize that there's more to these plants than I realized. And every time I see a new plant and I learn about it and its qualities and how people before us use these plants, I'm always amazed. I'm I'm deeply impressed by the about just the properties of these plants and how we can actually use these properties to benefit ourselves and other people. It's always, no matter how long you've been an herbalist, it's always amazing to learn more and more about plants. And it's just I don't know. I'm a, I'm a plant nerd. So I, I love getting to know them. I probably take longer walks than I need to. <laughs> because I'm like always looking at the plants and I'm just always amazed by what they offer. Yeah. I've, I've been thinking about that a lot lately too, because sometimes I see people like dismiss herbs, like, Oh, I already know that herb. And that to me is just does such a disservice for that person and to the herb because there's always so much more to know. You know, like how is that plant different growing in this location versus that location? Or how is it as a tea versus a tincture or whatever other herbal preparation there is out there? Um, and all of the just different ways of, you know, fresh versus dried, or how is it for this person versus that person? We all have our personal affinities. It is endless that we can know um, or experience with one herb versus all the herbs that grow around us. They're definitely, as they say, we never get bored as herbalists. Yes, and it's so true. And I have friends, as soon as they find out that I'm, that I'm an herbalist, they'll say something like, oh, you probably already know this. And I said, no, don't don't act like that. 
I might not know. So tell me, please. And I love your enthusiasm. So tell me what you're excited about. And I, it's always refreshing to hear over and over again, even about the properties that I do know about the plants. But to hear other people's excitement about it, I never want to dim that for anybody. So I'm like, go ahead, tell me. And I'm so thankful that you decided that you wanted to tell me what you learned about these plants. Mm -hmm. And then also that I just may learn something new. So <laughs> it's good. Yeah, we, we all have our own experiences too. And that's the thing. If you think about all the plants there is to know and all the experiences we can have, really the only way we're going to collectively learn is by sharing and, and diving deeper. And that's how tradition, the herbal tradition continues. It, it was oral tradition. It carried on and on and on for generations to come. And that's how we got to this particular point where we're having this conversation today because we learned about plants from someone else and that person learned from someone else. And that's that's part of our mission now is that we share with other people and they keep on sharing. That's how we keep it going. That is so true, Angela. And I'm so grateful that you followed that spark, that your whole family got involved and that we have the gift of Sam the Junior Herbalist. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see where Sam goes next on his adventures. So am I. Well, thank you so much, Angela, for being here. I really appreciate it. You're very, very welcome. I'm, I'm on it. I've, I've read your books. I love your work so much. So let me have my fangirl moment. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. I I don't even know where to begin. I told I can I couldn't tell enough people that I was doing this podcast. Oh, that's so sweet. Well, well, I feel likewise. We've been like communicating on social media for a while now, and I've been watching your posts, and likewise, you know, have a lot of admiration for you too. So, yeah, thank, thank you. you so much for being here. Thanks for your kind words. You're very welcome. For the listeners, don't forget to head over to herbswithrosaliepodcast.com to get free access to Angela's Cleaver's Omelette Recipe. Also available are the complete show notes, including the transcript. You can also visit Angela directly at www.samthejuniorherbalist.com. I deeply believe this world needs more herbalists and plant-centered folks. I'm so glad you're here as part of this herbal community. Have a beautiful day. Hey, thanks again for spending your valuable time with me today. I hope you found today's episode helpful. And if you're a new listener, thanks for checking out the show. And don't forget that you can find all the recipes, links, and show notes over at herbswithrosaliepodcast.com. While you're there, you can subscribe and get updates when new episodes release, and even submit your requests for future podcast episodes. The world needs more people who are connected to the earth and the healing gifts of plants. I'm so glad that you're here for this adventure. Thanks for listening. Thank you to Rising Appalachia for the use of their beautiful song, Resilience. Listen to more from Rising Appalachia at risingappalachia.com.